Yes, that is a huge part of my business philosophy is you can be soul aligned and make a profit simultaneously. And I think that that's something that um, I'm really passionate about bringing um, you know, power and movement and voice to, because I think some people feel it's one or the other, especially when we have these big hearts and we want to serve humanity, but it's like, it's okay to have a profit too, guys. You know, like we need that, like you said, for a sustainable business endeavor. You are listening to Next Up Nation, where leaders and influencers dish their secrets to inform, inspire, and entertain serious podcasters with host Tiffany Youngren. Get ready to hear at least one way to attract more loyal listeners and profit from your podcast. Remember, though, none of what we say can help you if you don't take action. So let's make it easy. If you're new to the show, go to nextstepnation.com slash listener for show notes and a free podcast budget worksheet. For our loyal listeners who want to stop dabbling and start dominating, visit nextstepnation.com slash get started to learn more about how we can help you hit your targets in the next 100 days. Now here's the show. Hey there, I'm Tiffany Youngren, host of Next Up Nation, where we help podcasters and YouTubers with vision become preeminent thought leaders in their industries. You are about to have an incredible opportunity to listen as we dig into the why, who, and what of a podcaster's show. Then at the end, we'll identify one powerful how one action that she can take for results in the next 30 days. Today, I'm so excited to welcome Casey Rossi, host of Women Developing Brilliance, the spirit of business with Casey Rossi. Casey, welcome. Thank you so much, Tiffany. I'm really excited to dive in with you. Thanks for having me. Yes, I appreciate it too. I appreciate you coming. Well, Women Developing Brilliance, the spirit of business with Casey Rossi has released 138 episodes since July, 2018, up to the date of this recording, which is May 26, 2021. Casey has been a full-time entrepreneur since 1991 and has built six and seven plus figure businesses. She's a certified mastermind coach, certified aromatherapist, mind-body eating coach, and NLP practitioner, which allows her to bring a holistic and intuitive approach to leadership coaching. You know, Casey, that is, um, I love this because we're whole people, right? Like how nice is it to be able to coach people in a way that's so holistic? Absolutely. It's crucial. If we leave a certain facet behind or left in the dark, it's not setting us up to have a sustainable business. So to me, it's a mandatory thing that we look at mind, body, spirit, and really honor our emotions that come up because as we know, they come up and we need to know how to handle them and navigate them with grace. I love it. I love it. And mindset really is the first thing. And all those things really support having the right mindset to be able to succeed. You got really it. Good. So why did you start your podcast? I started it to really connect with other women entrepreneurs. And I also wanted to challenge myself to get out there more because in the beginning part of my coaching, I did a lot more consulting and behind the scenes work and helping other female entrepreneurs be leaders and have successful launches. And I was like, okay, how can I come from behind the scenes to more in front and start working um, in a way that was using my voice more. Mm, I love it. And and two now, 
in, in your bio, it's, uh, we said that you have built six and seven plus figure businesses. Uh, can you, and I almost never asked this, but can you give me an example of one? Like I, I'm always fascinated by that. It, it yeah, anyone who's tried, it's, it's a real accomplishment that first, especially that first seven figure, you know, the first six figure, like that 100,000 seems to be that kind of once you break through, then you're like, ah, oh, and then you're like getting to the next one. It's like, ah, oh. so tell me, can you just give me an example of one? And yeah, absolutely. So the one that really, you know, kind of struck the gold for us, if you will, my business partner and I had done nine different businesses in a four-year period. And our 10th business was a chocolate manufacturing company where we manufactured upscale and gift and gourmet. And it was all wholesale. It was brick and mortar. And then it was really old school, so different than many of our online digital businesses now and the one that I'm in now. Uh, so it was, you know, trade shows and marketing to department stores and boutiques. And we started that out of the kitchen of our home as we were taking care of my business partner's mom who'd had a stroke. And that just grew exponentially. It was like a very innovative product line for the time in the early 90s. And we quickly outgrew our kitchen and need, needed to expand in the first eight months. And from there, it just really grew. We ended up having 25 employees. We ran that for 17 years and we were hitting the seven plus figure mark on a yearly. So that was just an incredible experience and, and the longest chunk of time. When I look at my 30-year entrepreneurial career, 17 of those years was making people happy through chocolate. Oh my gosh. Okay. That is awesome. Like not many people can say that. And I, I feel like that, that, that just makes me happy hearing that there are people like you out there to make people happy through chocolate. Oh, <laughs> so, that's, Thank you. That, that's awesome. So I was listening to, uh, I listened to an episode and I listened to like bits and pieces of, of the others. Is it uh locally based? Uh, no, like, is it local or is it? Okay. It's international. I, I'm so thrilled to be able to connect when I do my interviews. I mean, I have people from the UK, from Singapore, from really just across the world, which is one of the reasons why I love the platform of podcasting, because it does unite us and it brings in such diversified voices. Yes, for sure. That is so, that is so true. I know today I was really excited. I'm interviewing you. You're from New York, right? Naples, New York. Is yes. that right? And then yeah. um, yesterday I interviewed someone from Stockholm, Sweden and Sweet. someone who lives in Ireland, but is based or lives in Ireland, but is from Nigeria originally. And I'm just like, this is crazy. Like, this is so awesome. And then today I'm like, yay, back to the USA. <laughs> so. Exactly. I mean, that's one of the blessings of technology is to be able to connect globally. Yeah. I love it. Now, before the interview, you had, you had told me, I'd asked you um, what it was that you want from your show. And you said you want to use your podcast to nurture your audience consistently uh, and drive listeners to your Facebook group to build community and ultimately uh, get leads from your podcast. And I think that, first of all, I'm so proud of you because you really answered it the way that I meant it. A lot of times we're so altruistic, right? We're like, oh, I just want to change the world. And I want people to be have their businesses so they can live fully, which is amazing. Like, it's awesome. You have to have your why, but it's not sustainable if there's not something that you're that it's turning into, you know? <laughs> and so, and yes, that is a huge part of my business philosophy is you can be soul aligned and make a profit simultaneously. And I think that that's something that um, I'm really passionate about bringing 
um, you know, power and movement and voice to, because I think some people feel it's one or the other, especially when we have these big hearts and we want to serve humanity, but it's like, it's okay to have a profit too, guys. You know, like we need that, like you said, for a sustainable business endeavor. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so, um, let's, and let's get back to your why too. Like, why, why do you think it's important? Why do you think that this, uh, women developing brilliance platform is so important? I feel it's important because it connects us. It allows us to not feel alone. And I think that's another reason why I love all the diverse voices and stories and history. I don't edit my podcast, so it's raw and real. And so it's truly like having this authentic conversation and really being open enough to talk about the bumps and the bruises and the mistakes and the failures, because that's a part of the journey. And I think that it's so very important that people don't feel they're behind the eight ball, that they're the only ones that aren't making it and that are, you know, just plagued by the dreaded imposter syndrome. And I think when we hear other voices of people that have traversed the rocky road and they've come out on the other side and they're willing to share about it and be transparent, um, it, it just gives so much inspiration. And it's like, if they can do it, I can do it. So I think it's so important that we have these valuable messages in there and that also, again, addressing how it, um, what it takes to be integrated. Mm -hmm. And that's why I always want to talk about self-care. I want to really peel back the layers if you burned out in your business and how you, you know, um, are proactive so that doesn't happen moving forward. So I'm a believer that we bring ourselves with us wherever we go. And so we have to be whole in our own self first, but for our business to be healthy, because it's just a, a reflection of us, especially if we're a solopreneur, it's an absolute reflection of ourselves. So I think it just gives voice to the journey and that it's not all butterflies and rainbows, right? And that it's okay. And that we still can succeed and have joy amongst some of the drama and trauma that's going to naturally occur. Yeah. And don't you find too, when things happen that we perceive as being negative. It's just, it's, it's permanent and pervasive in our mind. Like we just feel like that's the end, you know? Um, but I think that shows like, like what you're talking about getting out of your show, it helps kind of pull us out like, okay, so maybe it's not the actual end, you know, it's not yeah. permanent. It's not pervasive. It's not everything. So I think that that's really important. Absolutely. So who is your ideal listener? The ideal listener is um, generally women, but I feel that I probably have both um, in the demographics, but ambitious, spiritual, um, definitely is into a balance of the woo and the mystical and you know the law of attraction and mindset techniques. And then also the other piece to it where they really want valuable takeaways. They want the linear. They appreciate that masculine feminine balance. So entrepreneurs that have those qualities are really ideal uh, listeners for me. Okay, excellent. So, and when you're coming at your show um, and, and thinking about like the content and where you're going to go with it, what, and your audience, as it, as it relates to your audience, what is their transformation? So if they listen to your show 
and, and every week, or is it week? First of all, I should ask, like, is it weekly? Or that's one thing I didn't look at. I, I see you've it done is. a lot yeah. of shows, but <laughs> yes, it's weekly. And sometimes there's two shows. If I do one solo cast and one interview, so you're at least getting a dose weekly. Sometimes you get double the dose. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. So as they're listening it to it weekly or, you know, whether it's one or two episodes, what is their transformation? What can they expect to happen in their lives by listening? Uh, definitely mindset shifts. It's really a goal of mine, especially in the more recent solo cast to, um, change the paradigm, to break through some old layers, to acknowledge that we have the shadow side as well and giving them tips on how to navigate that. So a lot of it is really transformational. It's personal growth work, but it's always through the lens of how do we optimize our business? How do we become more in alignment with our values? to create a sustainable business? How do we um, cultivate conscious leadership? So those are some of the things that I'm focused on, um, especially this year, especially post-COVID, is really offering hope and um, practical tools. So if they are having a struggle, if they are stuck, if they're feeling like they're putting in the work, but they're just spinning their wheels, that they literally can get um, takeaways that can pull them out. And yeah, that's really my focus when I do a solo cast on the focus for the interviews. It's really about, um, again, having no script, not editing it and really trying to highlight the experts that I bring taking all their gems, because I really honor that I have guests that come on and are so generous. And for a full half an hour, I can literally plummet them with a slew of questions that really gets to the heart. And that has really shifted, Tiffany, because in the beginning, I was much more about their journey and the, you know, like in the beginning when I started the podcast and, you know, what was like the most meaningful, but how did they get there and this and that. And that's really, really shifted now to um, a no fluff, concise, we are in the presence of an expert. So let's harness their talent. And make sure that you walk away with three to five tangible things that are going to help you improve your business and move the needle. So it's really morphed through time. And, and I'm, I'm pleased with where it is right now. And I'm always open and willing to other growth opportunities to make the show even better. That's so great. That is awesome. And it's um, on brand too. Good job. Thank <laughs> <That's> you. <great. laughs> and, and so it sounds to me too, like with this shift with the guests um, approach, it's more congruent. So you can literally say that they can listen to your show over time and they're going to be picking up these tools to help them go from maybe easily feeling disempowered to feeling like they can overcome obstacles and, and actually reach those six or seven figures and break through those ceilings. Is that fair to say? Absolutely. I would say in the beginning when it was more about journeys and stories and ups and downs, it was really kind of the takeaway was encouragement. And definitely more, if they can do it, I can do it. As I started growing and as my ideal client has shifted from a startup to more of a leader wanting to scale, I think that's why it's gotten much more targeted as strategy advice that you can walk away with. Yes, you're going to have motivation, but it's a little bit more targeted strategies versus a feel-good show, which is, I think, how I initially started three years ago. Yeah. Well, and I think too, with the growth of podcasting, uh, the growth in, uh, just people being interested in podcasts, 
it's nice to emerge with something beyond encouragement because you're almost like the bar is raising. So it's almost like you have to give something else, but also encourage, (laughs) you know, so people are definitely going to want to want to do what you're about to tell them to do. But, um, so I think that that was really smart. So are there ways that you, have you found yourself evaluating, uh, the response either through more listeners or feedback and adjusting your content based on that? Definitely. I would say through feedback for sure. Um, getting feedback where it is like, this has up-leveled my career. That means Mm. so much to me when I get a review like that, or I have this, you know, I, I listen to this on a weekly because it gives me the shot in the arm I need to be a solopreneur and be focused and to make it to the next episode. That was kind of mind blowing feedback when I would get things like that. And I wasn't expecting that. And I think that that just motivates me to not have a lot of fluff. Yeah. (laughs) That's the thing. Like, I, you know, it's, it's interesting because, um, you know, sometimes I wonder like, should I make it more conversational on the solo cast or should I like chit chat more about my life? But I feel like begets like, and I feel like, give me the meat when I'm a listener. So I feel like, okay, I think my people are going to want that too. Like, yes, you're a person, don't be a robot, but also like, don't like tease out what you're going to tell me for 15 minutes before you tell me what you're going to tell me and then recap what you told me. And it's like 45 minutes later, like, I don't love that style. So I don't do that style. Uh, that's so great. You know, you, you were talking about that and it immediately, you probably saw, I got a little bit distracted, but I love what you just said about that understanding people don't want, you got to use our time really wisely. And I, and I, I think that that goes a long way. I also, you mentioned getting these reviews, which, you know, is so coveted by podcasters. And I saw you've got 48 ratings on, um, on Apple. And of course there are looks like they're all five stars. So good job. It, you. Do you have a strategy where you've done that, gotten those reviews? And yeah, are you willing I, to share? <laughs> oh, absolutely willing to share. And I've actually kind of um, pumped up that strategy in a little bit of a different way, because what I found, and maybe you found this too, is I was having a lot of people having difficulty. They were like, I want to leave a, a podcast review, but I'm not an Apple user. Or I'm a little bit confused. And I think especially too, if your demographic is a little bit older and not tech savvy, we have to make it so very easy for them to be able to leave the review. So in the very beginning, um, you know, if I would put out a request for reviews, I would do screenshots like, hey, go here and click here, then click there, you know, just to make it super easy for people that aren't really tech savvy. Um, So that's one tip. The other thing is I just started using um, Love the Podcast. And that actually pulls in um, like different platforms that allow reviews. So people can, if they want to leave it on Google podcast or Apple podcast or um, Podchaser, there's a lot of different options for them to do it. So it makes it really easy. I love the fact that you can customize the URL. So mine's lovethepodcast.com slash brilliance. And I've tucked that in now as a custom outro per episode where I actually share one of the reviews. And then I'm like, if you want to leave a review, you can head over to this link. So I think asking for it is really important. Um, If you're not already doing that now and you're looking to bump up reviews, I think that that's really, that's helped. And people, it's cool because they want to hear what other people are saying about it. Again, it's from all over the world. So they have a different take on it, you know, and it's really neat to hear them phrase it 
Um, so yeah, that's what I'm currently doing. And then on my podcast page, I have an option to rate the podcast there as well. So I think just putting it, putting the call to action in more spaces than you think you need. (laughs) Yeah. So, So people can do it in the way that best works for how they navigate. That is awesome. I, that just blew my mind that I feel like, okay, episode's done. Everybody just got their gold <laughs> moment. So now I need to, I'll, but before we go, I'm definitely going to give you what I promised you. So, but that is incredible. Everybody who's listening, definitely go do that. I'll get, include some links in here too. And, um, I, I think that that's brilliant. Uh, and ha- when you started doing that, did you see an uptick in your downloads? I did. Absolutely. An uptick in downloads and an uptick in, um, the minute I got the customized URL, I think I had five reviews in one week. And on that service, I think it's up to 59 reviews because they pull it in from everywhere. So that's another really cool feature of that service is they're not just taking it from one place, they're taking it globally. So um, that's super fun too, because if by chance it's not showing up, like you mentioned 48 on Apple, what I usually do is take a screenshot of that review from another country. And then I'll like repurpose it on an Instagram story or a Facebook story just to like keep the juices flowing, be top of mind and have someone else talking about the show other than myself. Oh gosh. I love it. Um, honestly, I could sit here and talk about that for 45 minutes, but okay. So we'll have to, we'll have to do another episode on on this topic. I love that. So that's brilliant. Um, and then how do you measure when you are expanding your audience? Now I'm going to ask you this, but first I just want to say, whenever I invite someone on this, on our hot seat, we always have the option of either talking about profit and how to, um, you know, get proceeds for your show or how to get preeminence where you're growing your audience and credibility. And for this episode, we are talking about preeminence. So, um, with that in mind, I think it's really important to talk about how we know if you're gaining that audience and how is it that you measure for your show? I measure by the number of requests that come into the women developing brilliance Facebook group, which is the same name as the podcast, um, by how many opt-ins are coming in through my freebie because I have a custom URL that I share on the freebie that's not shared other places so I can track that. So that's really, those are the two main things is like, is my email list growing? Is my Facebook group expanding? Those are the two metrics that I look at right now. Okay. Okay. So do you look at downloads or anything like that typically? I don't really. And I, I think it's because I'm not necessarily charting on the US charts. I'm charting in like Mali and India. So I try not to look at those because I feel like, as you know, it's so much time, energy and heart to put this together. And I just want to show up and serve. And I'm just like, you know what? I truly believe that even if one person has an impact from your show, it's amazing. So as much as I want preeminence, I also don't want my mind to trump me and be like, wow, you're doing all this for like X downloads or like to be number 41 in Molly. Where's Molly again? Let me Google that. (laughs) Exactly. You You know, know, this is so refreshing. Like everything you're telling me is my ideal podcast is, you know, what the outcome is that you want from your show. And that's what you measure. Uh, what good is a download? Like, I I still don't understand, you know, I understand when you're starting a show and there's nothing else to look at and you're waiting for, you know, because as you're optimizing, as you know, you 
clearly are a brilliant marketer. So I'm not going to tell you anything probably that you don't already know, but you, you know, people, if, if you're sitting there, it's pretty new and it does take time to, you know, rack up any type of results, but you're sitting there and you're like, is anyone listening? Cause you know, I just hear crickets chirping in the yeah. background and, um, and you need some kind of juice, like, you know, is anybody out there? And so, you know, at that point, yeah, downloads, you know, I can understand just to, you know, somebody's going to be listening. And then the next thing it like for myself, I had a podcast called breakaway agents. In fact, it's we're, we're revamping it again, but and we just interviewed top performing real estate agents. Oh, cool. And and I seriously did not care if I had anybody listening. I I, I literally did not care. I, it was all about the relationships. And if if people were listening and they wanted to contact me through the show, I cared about them. You know, but if they're just listening and pooping around, like I don't, I don't want non-action takers, honestly. <laughs> so I sure. like I don't and the relationships I was building with my my uh guests was so important. Therefore. I worked really hard to promote it because I wanted them getting out there. It's the only reason I promoted it because I cared about my guests. I just wanted awesome. them. That's beautiful. Yeah. So, so that was really it. Uh, they would ask about downloads and I would always say like, I can look at it for you, but downloads don't matter. And what you want is when someone looks up your name, we do blog posts on every single episode. And when they look up your name, they're going to see that you were on a show and then they can go look it up and they can hear your interview and look at you. You're this leader in your industry. Oh, okay, great. It's like, that's what you want. You want the credibility, get the credibility, stop worrying about downloads. Right. So hundred percent. We're so, um, I think metric happy at times and obsessed with our likes And that is something that I feel we need a big mindset shift on because it is about the impact and it's about your perseverance and connected to your why connected to your platform and, um, and just trusting in the universe, right. That, that it will flow to you, that it, that it absolutely has to, because what we put in, we will get out. So that's just such a healthier way to approach it in my opinion. Yeah. The right thing's always the right thing. I mean, just kind of approach it like that, like, like you're saying. So, well, we just talked about your why and your who. So we talked about, you know, why you have it, what you're getting out of it. Who's who your, um, audience is, uh, let's talk a little bit about the, what there's just like a ton of things. I always like lately, I feel like I've only been interviewing these awesome podcasters. So I'm like, <laughs> wow, I really have to like be on my game and, and literally any kind of feedback I'm going to have for you for opportunity is going to be minor tweaks because there's so many things that you're doing well. So let's talk about that, which, you know, we, we actually did dig into some of it. My mind has already been blown. So, um, let's talk about some other things. What is the, what's been the most effective way that you have attracted listeners, uh, so far? Most effective way, you know, honestly, I think a big part of it, because when you look at my show's history, the majority have been interviews and I think it has been connecting with amazing leaders and experts in their field that also have a nice large audience that I get in front of. So it's like this win-win. They get a platform to be the expert and to share their wisdom. And I, in turn, get the benefit of being in front of their audience when they share the show. So that's been a huge benefit. I feel like I've increased listeners. It's also opened up some really cool collaborations, which is a super spinoff. And I just recently had that where... I interviewed Kate Kordsmeyer, and then she put me in touch with her coach. 
her coach and I made a collaboration where we each were guest experts in each other's groups. And then someone heard the interview with Kate and was like, I need to be on your show. Like, I love everything that's happening there. And she reached out to Kate to get to me. And she's mm. like, Kate, can you get me on Casey Rossi's show? I loved that episode that you did with her. So then I got that like referral. So I love the trickle effect. And I feel that um, it attracts your divine right people, whether it's a potential client or a potential collab um, of another another coach, another consultant in your field. So it's pretty cool. I, I really <laughs> dig the platform for that. Did I answer your question or did I go off on a tangent? <laughs> no, no, that's great. Well, I asked the best, the most effective way to get uh, listeners and, and definitely those guests, I think are, are really powerful when it comes to that, you know, again, we put such a, a, a heavy emphasis on the blog posts. And I feel like even when someone's looking up their name, because it's on topic, like finding that episode with them is brings a lot of listeners in. And, you know, yes, I also look at downloads because I am just that person, but you know, when, when you have a higher, and I don't just look at downloads. I also look at uh, traffic to that, uh, that page, but, but also I think, and that's a whole different topic. I'll talk about that in a minute, but, but even just with that, there's so much more traffic when there's somebody who either shared uh, that episode or just if, if it's a name that people look up, you know, and you know, the best um, interview people that you interview are the ones that are super excited about sharing the message and sharing it. And that tag you on their Instagram stories. And like some of my guests have 40, 50, a hundred thousand Instagram followers. So that's a huge shot in the arm for, for me as the um, host. So yeah, it's pretty cool. I would say that that is the number one way. Um, if I was to guesstimate where I get really quality listeners and listeners that are like of the same essence that are really mm-hmm. like going to dig the vibe of the show. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense with what you're talking about. It just kind of flows in with what they're talking about as well. So Absolutely. I think that's And two, I just want to talk a little bit about something you mentioned earlier, and that is uh, people opting in. Uh, When I was listening to your show, I noticed like at the very beginning, there's the, you have your call to action, just like right there. Um, What, and this is too metricsy, so I apologize in advance, but like, do you have some kind of idea of um, what, do you have an expectation about signups? Like if you get a certain number per episode, or is there some expectation that you have around that? No, and maybe that's a little bit of an area that I can improve in um, because I haven't monetized the podcast and I haven't been metric focused because it truly is the nurture arm of my marketing plan. So I haven't really looked and zoned in on that. I think there's a tremendous amount of growth opportunities there because I haven't even scratched the surface. That dynamic content is recently new. I literally just added it within the month. So I'm excited to see what comes from that. And I think that because um, I added that call to action first thing as like the little intro to the intro, um, it'll be interesting how it rolls out and what kind of metrics I see bump up. I'm hopeful for that. And it's also a new um, addition that I've added to the podcast. Yeah, I think a call to action is so great. Um, I'm just going to ask you a couple more questions about this because this is something I actually wanted to bring up anyway later in the in our interview. But when you brought that call, to, how many episodes would you say you've done with the new call to action right at the beginning? 
Uh, let's see. Well, first of all, I put it across the board so you can go on any of the episodes and see it. So it did a little bulk dynamic content edition, but I would say that, um, uh, maybe five to six episodes because it happened within this month would be okay. So, so within last month you added it. Yes. So have you, I mean, I know you don't really check downloads or anything. Have you noticed a difference in your listenership or your feedback or any kind of the engagement as far as like, I'm just trying to get a sense of, I typically encourage like having the call to action later in the show, like just a little bit later. Cause that first little bit of time, it's like, they're just like, I don't even know if I want to listen to what you have to say, but then if they're like, wow, I really like you is there somewhere I'm going to be able to go with this after I'm in love with what you're telling me? So that's why I love the call to action. So I don't even like waiting till the end to have it, but, um, I'm just wondering if it affected your, um, listenership by adding it right to the beginning, if you've been able to tell. Because at the same time of adding that call to action in the intro beginning in the dynamic content, was the same time I added the dynamic outro with the call to action to rate the podcast. And what I have noticed is better reviews, more reviews, um, and more collabs. Okay. 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 That's awesome. That's actually really helpful. Okay. So, um, also I just want to say like, I, I have these pieces that I always ask about because I want to make sure that the things that I think are the most important are covered before I'm like, okay, this is, you know, what, what's next. Uh, I just want to say, I'm not going to ask you very much about your branding. Cause I think it's awesome. I think it's really cohesive. You've put a lot into it. Uh, how do you feel about your overall brand strategy? Overall brand strategy. I love branding. I'm a very visual learner. I, I love to take in information visually and I love art. So thank you for that compliment. That means a lot to me. And I think um, one of the things for a creative entrepreneur is to not like continually change it up. And I think that's one of the things I've had to just lean into and embrace. So it still looks like me, even though next week I may really like this color scheme or I really want to bring in this like fancy, cool thing. Um, I've had to rein that in over the years and just be like, nope, I really need to carve my lane and pick with my theme and stay with it. So, um, so yeah, that's awesome. I always say that's what, that's what seasons are for. Like a lot of times I'm like, I'll be like, I really hate that quote template, but I, 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 I'm like, until this season is over, I don't change one single thing. So um, I think it's perfect, but I always feel like that's what seasons are for. So, uh, can you tell me a little bit about your social media strategy? Social media strategy. Cool. So basically I have my Women Developing Brilliance Facebook group, which is a spinoff of the podcast. And that's really to have more of an intimate gathering. I show up there Monday through Friday. I encourage my members to go live so we can hear their voices. So it's very interactive and it's very open. It's like, you want to do an introduction? Awesome. You want to pitch something? Awesome. Like there isn't rules there um, on the go live day, which is really fun. And I also think it pulls together that entrepreneur that cares about, like I said before, conscious leadership and spirituality. And it's really nice to find your tribe. It's Mm -hmm. nice to be able to have an area that feels a little bit more intimate than a general business Facebook page. Um, So I'm loving that aspect. 
I also have my business Facebook page, but let's be honest, the algorithms are pretty crap. So um, I just kind of tossed something up there for the organic traffic that may happen to land on there and want to make sure I still have a pulse. So, <laughs> so that's in there. Um, I do use my personal Facebook page for more of the lifestyle aspect of things that's come and gone and shifted. I will share some of the deeper, more spiritually aligned um, podcast episodes there as well, but I definitely use it for more of the lifestyle piece of it because the clients that I work with want a freedom lifestyle. They want to have, um, the flexibility. And so I think really showing that that's how I live and that you can do business without burning out. I feel that that's a great um, space for that. And then recently, you know, Instagram has just been something that I feel is another big room for growth. In fact, yesterday I just interviewed an Instagram expert and she really blew my mind. And it's just like, you know, you've heard this stuff sometimes, but it's like right time, right place. And I was like, yes, I need to get in in there more because one of the things she had said was, you know, if you land on someone's page and it's just super glossy and curated, you don't really feel their essence. And it's like, of course, I know that I feel that. Then I went and looked at my page and like, oh, geez, (laughs) room for improvement there. Like I can absolutely be showing up and doing more video and and doing more reels and things like that. So I think that that's going to be another platform to to, to go into. So yeah, does that answer your question? It does. It does very much. So thank you. Um, first of all, I think groups are so effective. So if there was one thing that I would hope that you would do well is groups, like I am okay at it. So the fact that you do that, um, it's really taking the podcast offline. And I know that that's really the trend is like, how can we build community with, um, with our group? Um, how many people are in that group? I have four or five in there right now. Okay. Okay. And and as you know, I'm making notes through this whole thing. So (laughs) so there's that. Okay. So um, now, so when you, when you actually post on social media, do you typically send them to the episode page on your, on your blog or what, where do you refer them to, or what do you tell them to do? Yeah, I've mixed it up a little bit um, from the Buzzsprout landing page. Um, I've looked at that. But the podcast page for my website, I just feel like that's going to have a little bit more bang for my buck. So I have mixed it up and, and kind of tested it um, to see the engagement on it. And again, I feel like I don't even know necessarily. Yeah, again, I'm not really sure which which is getting the, the biggest bang for the buck. So yeah, um, and that's another piece that I feel like is in the process of being optimized because um, I'm including more transcripts in certain show notes areas. My whole podcast page is being revamped to just be more sticky, um, which I have not had before. So I'm excited. Like you caught me in a podcast focused moment of the, of the trajectory. Yeah. (laughs) Very good timing. Very good timing. Perfect. Perfect. You know, it's funny. Every episode I talk a ton about blog posts. I just think that that's like, that's one thing you do yours really well. So that will definitely come up on the, Hey, good job uh, list for sure. Uh, but the power of that, you just do very little and it, it exponentially grows it. So it's always the first thing I go to. Um, and, um, 
I don't even know where I was going with that. I was just like falling in love with the idea that you already did that. But I just, um, yeah, I'm just going to leave it at that. I just think it's really good that you have your blog post and, uh, but your, and, and your group, I just think that those are two really strong things um, that you're doing. Yeah. I always get to this part too. And I'm like, starting to have like 12 thoughts in my head as well. So, um, (laughs) okay. Bring them on. That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay. So let me just see, we're about to transition into the part where I talk about, you know, what I see you doing really, really well, which there are a ton of them, uh, and then areas of opportunity. And then if I was boss of the world, what would be the one thing that you could do in the next 30 days and you would see results. But before we do, um, you, what is one thing that you think right now stands in your way between where you're at and really accomplishing the vision for your show? Hmm. I would say outsourcing more than I'm currently doing because I am doubling down on the podcast is one of the, the big nurture pieces and, uh, micromanaging less. (laughs) So really just, you know, trusting the team and not having to like double check before publish day, (laughs) just knowing that it's 100% in and good. Um, And then also, I think one of the biggest pieces is that I would like to maximize that I feel I am not getting at, at the, I'm getting bare minimum per leverage is continuing the advertising pipeline beyond a one or two and done because I have so much content, not only on my featured in page where I'm interviewed, but the amount of content that I have of people who I've interviewed and solo cast. And so what would help me is to really get a more cohesive marketing plan when it comes to putting this on repeat and circulating the advertising. So it's not just you see it everywhere the week it was um, live and then poof, be gone. So I know yeah. there's growth opportunity there. And I think that, yeah, that would be a big, a big space I can optimize. Okay. Um, before I even go into this next part, I just want to say, actually, no, I'm just going to go into the next part because it's going to come up naturally. <laughs> so, well, awesome. I, I love what you just said. That just gives me a really good idea. Number one, what you just said really is in alignment with what I'm about to say. (laughs) So I'm always glad when that happens. So, but yet it gave me a lot more insight too, as to your vision. And it reminded me what I was talking about before when I kind of started rambling and then forgot what I was talking about. But, um, I love it when I'm, you know, like right now where we're at, where you are about to make all these changes and things like that. It made me think of this blogging thing and the idea, like yesterday, I just talked to someone and they were just building this huge blog. And I just feel like, even though that's like what you're about to do. So some of the things I'm going to mention, you'll be like, awesome, already doing it. Awesome. Already doing it. It's just nice to know, like, as you're doing it, make sure that this is paid attention to. And even if it is, you're like, awesome, we're on the right track. <laughs> so, yeah, great. Oh, so that's wonderful. yeah. And so before I go into that, is there anything else you want to add or anything that I haven't asked maybe that would be helpful to talk more about your growth? I would say the only thing I would add is if you have a listener right now that is on the fence of whether or not they should do their own podcast, that they should just jump right in and create a platform for themselves because it is really such an excellent way to connect with people and to push yourself out of the comfort zone. So that would be the only thing I would add is go podcasters go. 
<laughs> That's right. You know, it's so funny. I've helped a lot of, usually now I help people who've already done like 20 or more shows because I feel like you have to like do it before you have better questions, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, but I also still like working with people who are just getting into it. And I've helped some people who I've just been like, oh my gosh, you're such an amazing marketer. I can't believe you're asking me for help on a podcast. And even them, no matter where they're at in their journey, they are terrified of that first interview. And so just to kind of tack onto what you said, if you've already made the decision to do a podcast, uh, just do those interviews. In fact, one of my clients, he's done a bunch of interviews, but there are like two people he was really nervous to ask. And I'm like, so what if you just ask them, like, <laughs> what's going to happen, you know? And he's just like, and I'm like, PS, you're you, like, why are you worried about asking <laughs> to do a show? You know, they're probably worried about asking you to be on the show. So I just feel like we all need to get out of kind of our own way. And yes. just to, since you brought that up, I just want to say that just add on to that because, um, it's amazing the fear that people feel. I don't know if there's anyone who doesn't feel that fear, you know, except yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I think she probably had it as well. And that's yeah. why I specifically started with interviews in the beginning. And I started curating a list of the top 20 people that I already had a relationship with that I admired that had a business. And it was just like two girlfriends having a conversation. And that mm-hmm. really, really helped me overcome insecurities and fear kicking it off. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And also let yourself be messy. Like, I feel like one of the things that I see people struggle with too, is, you know, if you think about it, having that first interview with somebody that you like, like you said, is so nice because you, you know, they're going to love you anyway. You know, when my husband and I will be traveling and I'm always the navigator and we actually had to use maps for a long time until, you know, we had iPhones and things. And I would always ask, in fact, it's almost worse now with phones because once you get into really messy and, you know, like in cities and things, they just go sideways, as you probably know, in the buildings, it's the worst. So, um, so I always ask him like, I'm going to help you get there, but will you love me anyway? Like if you have to turn around because I told you the wrong and, and we've been married 28 years, I've made a million mistakes about it, but he always says, yes. Like he's always like, yes, I will still love you. Or I'll try like a recipe that I've never made before for my family. And I'll just be way out there with my ideas. And I'll be like, you guys, you're going to try it. And you're going to love me anyway. Yes. And I feel like podcasting is the same thing. It's like, that person who's on the other side, the more vulnerable you are actually, the more they like you. And yeah. so this idea that I think we get so built up, um, is just, it's our own selves, you know, and it, is. Um, it absolutely is. And yeah, I by no means have that piece nailed down because I still think, you know, being driven to give value, I will tend to script things. And that is one thing that I can absolutely um, you know, lean into more and, and have that more authentic flow and just trust that what's going to come out is going to be perfect. Yeah. Okay. Or imperfectly perfect. I should say. Exactly. It, well, and like you said, it's just like a curated social media thing. You don't, it, it's like, okay, you lost me because I don't feel like you're sharing your actual self and podcasting. Yeah, I read that with podcasting, people can sniff out inauthenticity quicker because it's just listening. And oh, so yeah. they pick up on it a lot faster. So all that realness, um, in fact, when we edit like you, like we, we lightly edit, we do edit, but we lightly edit our podcast. Uh, and then we heavily edit our video. Um, mm-hmm. and that's kind of our, 
kind of standby, uh, you know, instructions for our editing team. So because with the audio and nobody wants to listen to fake at all. So no, absolutely. Well, awesome. Well, with your permission, I would like to move into this, that area where I start sharing some uh, feedback and insight with you. Does that sound okay? Awesome. So uh, before I start, I just always want to kind of get really centered on how, what I'm looking at when I'm evaluating a podcast, when we're planning our podcast, but any kind of strategy, there are four P's to preeminence. Number one is to know your purpose. And that's why we started with your why. Uh, number two is to know your people who you're talking to and really dial in on your audience messaging, because that's, what's going to keep them. It's going to, it's what attracts them, but then it's also what keeps them on the show as well. Uh, optimize the promotion of your show, because that's really what drives them to the show in the first place. And then, uh, earning proceeds, which we talked about earlier, uh, or the profit to pay for help. I loved hearing that you're already delegating. It's just not sustainable unless it's 100% a diary that you're sharing with somebody else. There's just way too much work and to do it long-term, it's a lot to imagine. I've never talked to somebody where that's sustainable. Like at some point they need help or, um, or they're just literally doing it because they just enjoy the process. So, which is just rare. So having understanding that profit's important to be able to pay for help um, or underwriting it, uh, is important. So again, we're focusing on preeminence. So we'll be focused. I'm more proceeds always come up though. So because it, I do believe that it is a big part of preeminence. So I'd like to start with the things that I, some of the things that I think you're doing amazingly. So there are going to be things that don't make the list, but the things that really stood out to me, some of which I wrote down before I even started talking to you today. Uh, number one, the fact that you have a call to action is so impressive and you're so clear about what you want for the listener, what they're about to hear, why you're talking to them in the first place, uh, what you want to bring to them just right off the bat. So, um, the fact the call to action, I, I loved uh, the, the intro I love. So when we're listening, we're hearing two intros. We're hearing, well, first we hear the gong, and then like the space of sound, and then we're hearing the first intro, which is the call to action. And then the second part, which I'll forevermore call the intro. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, so I, I, the fact that you have that all put together way ahead of the game, just awesome. Uh, I love that you have the blog. When I first was looking at it, I saw the excerpt and kind of like, you know, what to expect in the show and then comments, which I thought was awesome. And then I was like, oh, but there's not enough words. Like we need some more SEO. But then I saw the transcript was below. So I'm like, yay, back, you know, we're back with the SEO. So, <laughs> so love the blog. Uh, and then again, you've got branding, a lot of shows they're like, I have a logo, but it's like, you really need to understand beyond the logo and the messaging that you're saying needs to be cohesive with the visual. So I felt like that. I felt like when I saw your brand, I wasn't surprised, you know, it was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. That totally makes sense. Um, it all fits together. So, and I just added this, uh, you said just now that you struggle with like being too scripted, but that would be the last thing that would be on my mind when I was listening to it. I've heard shows where I was like, this is clearly script. In fact, I brought it up on one of my interviews. I'm like, do you script your show? Because it, 
sounded like it <laughs> and they did <laughs> and they don't, but we talked about like how to sound more natural, but yours was the opposite. It just sounded so natural, so flowing. And so, uh, that's a very good host, uh, piece. So I, I just kudos to you for that. So again, these are just a few of the things, um, I could go on, but the, I want to, those are, I feel like so important and you've just really nailed them. Do you want to add anything or feedback on that or thank you so much. I, I really appreciate it. I value your wisdom and yeah, I'm just soaking it up like a little kitten with milk. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. So you're feeling all warm and full. So and like I said, you're doing so many things great. So anything that I have to say is really just leveraging what you're already doing. So I don't really see any glaring things that it's like, oh my gosh, you know, you're going to have to add a blog or, you know, like you're already doing it. So it's like, how can we optimize what you're doing with as little effort as possible? And some things that I just see areas of opportunity is I would play around with the order of the beginning of your show. I'm worried that people are going to get there and the very first thing they do do is they're pitched a little bit like, um, and so, however, I'm a very strong believer in the call to action being early on a lot of the shows that I listen to from people that I adore their call to actions, like three minutes in or four minutes in, I know for us, I have a cold open. So like people get to hear a part of the show right away. So it's like, this is what you're going to hear. Boom. It's like, oh, awesome. I like that. So tell me what else is going to happen. And then I have my intro. Um, and then we, I do have a call to action. So I'll say like, um, you know, and not that this is the end. I'll be like, there's a million good ways to start a show, but just really be thinking about like, how can you incorporate the call to action so that people understand that they're going to get a ton of value from your show. And then they're going to do something with it. And guess what? There's something they can do with it. So write this down. And if you still feel like this after you've listened to it, you need to go to this, this site because I'm confident you're going to feel like this. And so, so just like, I haven't sold you yet, but <laughs> you know, awesome. yeah, I will. <laughs> yes. And, and then, um, I love, I love that you have a secondary call to action at the end. Um, I don't know if it was at the end of the one I listened to. Um, but, um, I, I love it. And I love that you're getting people to go to it. And I love that it's softer. I love that the first one is like, Hey, you're, life is going to get changed. Go do this next. And then at the end, it's like, Hey, wasn't that awesome? Go review us, you know, <laughs> and you're getting the results. So I'm, I'm just going to change the end of all my shows now. So I think that that's awesome. Um, and then also I would, uh, I love that you share what people are going to get out of it. I think that this is a common thing with coaching is that we want to share like, um, you know, there, let me see, I'm actually going to go. So it's like, you're going to get a mindset, mindset shift. You're going to get these breakthroughs. You're going to acknowledge that there's this shadow side and always be looking at, you know, cultivating conscious leadership and, and practical tools and things like that. But what's the transformation? Like right now you're probably feeling like you're looking down the tunnel and you don't know like how you're going to get to the next phase, or maybe you're, at this level in your business and you really want six figures, you know, but what's stopping you, this is going to help you break through that. So it's like, what's the, how does the cat, what's the caterpillar? What's the butterfly, you know? And, um, 
and doing that concisely because I do like uh, an SEO wise, like it's nice to say, you know, breakthroughs and things like that. Cause that's what people are asking for. Right. So that makes sense. But as far as like absolutely selling them on it, having that transformation clear in your mind, but that's, that's, so again, this is areas of opportunity that I see. So yeah, I, would, I love it. it's awesome. So that's a little bit, it takes a little bit longer to develop. So that's not quite a tweak, but it's an advanced concept, but I also think that you're brilliant. So you're going to be able to do that. But, um, and then let's see here. Oh, and also, do you have a call to action on your blog post besides like sign up for, I have the, um, to continue the conversation, head over to the women developing brilliance, Facebook group with a link. And then I have the know thyself and lead free mini series link. And I just, that those are two consistent things that stay on the bottom of each of the show notes that I put in Buzzsprout and then also add to the website podcast page. Okay. So back to that whole topic, I 100%, whenever you share your link anywhere, I would share it to that episode page on your blog. So if you're like, Hey, I just talked to this person. And did you know that this is amazing? And here's where you can hear the rest of the show. I, I would never, like, I would always send them to your blog because you have full control over them and you own them. Buzzsprout doesn't own them. And, um, I mean, not that anyone's owned, but you know what I mean? And yeah. so, um, yeah, so just kind of getting in that habit that it's all about optimizing their experience on the blog post. Uh, cause there's just a lot there. So I, I saw the box that was the like subscribe, but I didn't like, I didn't find that. So I mean, I, maybe it's just me, but okay. <laughs> that's, make um, it more, more obvious or yeah. Or just fewer, like where it's just all together. And then I don't know. I mean, I just think I would just mull that around and, okay. um, for myself, I would, I would make it more obvious for sure. Um, cool. I don't know. I don't know why the subscribe stood out to me so much, but no, that's good. I do have a question for you in regard to the yeah. URL because, um, you know, the SEO part of my brain is like, it should have the title of the podcast. But then in the other part to make it clean and tidy, I've debated about just having it have the episode number. Definitely do not do the episode number. Okay. Um, <laughs> num um, but okay, it, it, that comes to strategy. So you need a full on SEO strategy. And I love that you think that way, first of all. Um, and, and not that it has to all be written out because sometimes I'll test different things and then I'll be like, okay, this is what we're doing. Um, you know, fortunately, like when I help people with strategy, I could just go like, these are the things that work. Yeah. <laughs> and, I'll, and I'll tell you when I sit down with somebody and I'm like, these are the things that work is usually for our blog post, we have, we optimize our blog post for the guest name. We optimize it for interview with so-and-so. That way, when someone looks up their name, they show up higher. Uh, within the body of it, there's always a secondary thing that we're trying to optimize it for. And it's usually topical, but we don't spend a lot of time optimizing it because what happens is we're talking about it so much that it just naturally, it's the way Google loves it. <laughs> you know, it's like the content speaks for itself, but when it, but, it, but for your, what you're saying right now is keeping that URL not so long. It's super, it's been super nice. It's easy to delegate. I don't, they don't have to make up some, you know, you know, find subtitle number two. Like we actually do have a right, like we have a whole list of, you know, right. We want three headlines, two subtitles, three descriptions. This one's for this, this one's for this. 
um, just so that it's different words and, um, and that, because with the RSS, when you write the description, you know, it automatically pushes out and that's multiple. So we want a different description for our blog posts. Again, that's super advanced. I wouldn't say that that's what I would tell everyone to start with, but since you're at that phase, I just would say like, that's how we do it is, um, keeps it short too. Is that helpful? Okay. Yeah. Very. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. Um, and, uh, develop a more strategic social plan. Like I would say, because, uh, I love that you put a lot into your, your group and I've got an idea of how to optimize it. That probably isn't going to come as news to you, but for the rest of the social, most people are like, I hate social, like, please don't make me go on social media more than I have to. And probably for you, like, I love my group. Don't make me like, and I just want to talk to my people, but with a, with a strategy of like, this is what we're going to post and this is how it's going to go out. And this is how it drips. You know, this goes out at this point, And then later on these go out, um, just to have that is really helpful. And I have a spreadsheet. I'm just going to send it to you after this. I'll send That's you really my, you. awesome. Yeah. I'll send you the template. If you're listening to the show, if you, um, if you mention Casey Rossi and say, I want you to send me, I don't usually give this away, <laughs> but if you say like, I heard you uh, interview Casey Rossi and I want your social media episode, uh, social media template, I will send it to you for free. So, um, so Casey, I'm going to send it to you as well. That's, awesome. That's exactly and what I need that. That is the piece that I'm like, you know what there, this could be optimized. Absolutely. Yeah. So- Well, and what's nice is on it, we have, um, so we have a lot of people who touch it. So we have a process for creating the content. So it's like, I can just hand it off and someone else does it. And so we have a writer who writes the text part of it. We've got the graphic designer who uses templates so that we have control over the quality. And then all of those go into this social media piece. And we've already created the strategy about like when different parts, like quote, template number one goes out right away. The episode cover art goes out, you know, at this point, but we want things written so that it's engaging. Um, And then it's automated because the other thing is, is we don't have control over the algorithms. And so I don't want to go on to Facebook and do that, you know, so I'm like, but I know that people click the links, like the, the, the data shows that that happens. People are clicking on that link to go to my blog post on my blog post. There's an embedded uh, audio. So that's a download. If, um, you know, one of my guests want to know how many downloads we got and how is theirs compared to everybody else's, I've got the number. I don't like, I don't care, but they do. And so, so that is a download. If someone goes to the blog post and they click on that, uh, embed and then, um, and then they've got the different ways, like what's their favorite podcast player, click on that, you know, so it's all right there. Uh, easy, easy peasy. Um, and then they, are hopefully becoming a fan in your case, hopefully they're becoming a group member from that. In fact, if that's the number one thing, that's what I would be pushing all the time. I would just be like, get in the group because if you're here and you've looked this far, you want to obviously know us better. So, um, anyway, so I will send that to you, uh, after our interview. Yes, of course. And then, um, okay. And then as far as optimizing the group, um, I, I feel like I'm standing out on a ledge cause I'm not super great at groups. However, every group trainer that I've been to has always said, like, find a way to capture your group offline. Uh, you know, I know for myself when I I've joined groups that I really care about and I have to give them my email address to join. Do you have anything like that when like a gateway for them? I do. I, I give them the option and I offer Depends. I I rotate what my offer is. Sometimes it's how to competently set your pricing. 
Other times it's the Know Thyself and Lead mini series. And I have that as a question um, as a before they enter the group. If they'd like to receive that, then they can give me their email because I want it to be optional. I don't want them to feel like forced or spammy. Right, right. And then now a lot of times people will join groups um, without answering questions because I don't know, you pro- I don't know if you've done this, but I know for myself, I'll join a group. Uh, the questions come up before, before I've clicked another button and then it's gone. Like, I'm like, okay, I was supposed to answer some questions. Do you have a way, or do you pin anything to ask them for their email address later if they haven't, or do you message them or anything? I haven't yet actually. Okay. So I would maybe message them and just say like, you know, thank you for joining. In fact, I would do this, honestly, if you have an assistant or something even, or yourself, just to ask people who have joined, if you don't have their email address, just be like, I know, you know, are you getting value out of this? What else can we offer? You know, what else can we be doing to help you? Um, you know, I noticed you didn't give your email address, but did you realize, did you know that you could get this thing? And I think that you might like that even more. And, um, just give them that opportunity because I'm all about like, I just, you know, I just, I don't know why I feel like Facebook's I'm probably wrong, but I just feel like for as many years as we've talked about Facebook going away and just going, it's not going to ever go away, but I just think it's going to have like an apocalypse at some point where (laughs) something's going to happen. I don't know if the government's going to break it up. I don't know. I just have this feeling like they own everything. And I just, you know, you have such a successful group. I just would want to find ways to get the email addresses, but absolutely. Okay. So that was, those are my areas of opportunity. Um, and like I said, that's it. I wouldn't call them all priorities. I would say, you know, if you're able to address them, you're going to see a lot of growth. And right now, since that's a focus, I think you're going to get a lot out of it. I think the transformation honestly is a big one. I think, um, especially because you're skilled in that area. So I don't think it's going to take a lot. Sometimes I tell people then I'm like, Oh, I'm so sorry. Like, I know you're going to need help with that, but for you, I feel like this is in your wheelhouse. So I feel like that's going to be something you'll be able to nail for sure. Um, I'm so curious on like your vision when you're talking about being more specific about that tangible transformation. Are you saying to curate solo casts around that or um, include it in the intro? Talk to me a little bit more about your vision on that. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, So I call it the audience promise. So if you listen to my show, you are going to go from dabbling in your podcast to dominating. And that's the transformation that I see. Um, And that's what I see when I help people. That's like my whole thing is like, I want to take people from dabbling into really emerging and being, you know, uh, accelerating. Um, and so for you just understanding that you're, you know, you work with people. So, so what you're doing in your podcast is exactly, I mean, it sounds like it's the same as what you're doing when you work with people, just like what I'm doing. And so you, you know, there's a change that you want to see in people. Like that's what you're honestly, that's why you're there. Like you want to take somebody who's here to hear. And if you, once you know that, once you know that audience promise, then it, it's just part of what you say. Like, um, I would say, yeah, it'd be in your intro. So before you go on about like, you know, you're going to, um, you know, get this mindset shift, like you're telling them how you're going to do it, but that's the promise. It's like this, I promise you, you're going to go from here to here. 
Um, and this is how we're going to do it. You're going to, so be listening for like mindset, be listening for these things. Um, because in the first couple minutes, you want them to know that you are their fearless leader and that you see in them what, um, what, you know, like, you know, where you're taking them. So this is where I'm taking you. And this is how I'm going to take you there. This is the gear we're taking. (laughs) And then you're going to pick up more gear while you're listening. So, um, and then that way they're in the right frame of mind. And if someone's thinking about listening, like it's the first time there, you want to capture them because they have like this confidence that, you know, where you're going. It's really, it's like a true, true North. So yeah, I would say say any other questions before I tell you, like if, if there was just one thing, I think this would be the first thing I'd focus on. What do you have any other questions about other areas? No, that was really helpful. I appreciate it. I appreciate you taking the time to dig in and to share your wisdom. Oh, thanks. You're welcome. I'm have I, it's my favorite thing. So thank you. Um, so I would say of all the things that we talked about, um, I mean, they're really, um, I honestly think that just playing with your first two minutes of your show, um, between your call to action and just adding that transformation pro- you know, the audience promise, I think, um, and I say that because the, the, I think that the social media is going to help you a ton, but that's going to drive people there. Your metrics, like what you're looking for is how many people are joining your group, you know, how many people are taking action. So with that in mind, I would just say that the first couple minutes are the most important because, um, especially knowing your background, like, you know, NLP, you know, all these things. So I'm like, you know, getting them number one to be like, yes, I want to listen to the show, make that commitment. Number two oh, okay. So there's a next step. Take that next step. That's your most important thing. So I think that just messing with that again, make, you know, I'm like you, like, don't make a bunch of changes, like do it and then just watch it for a season and then go, okay, how were the results? Like, that's usually when we break down to like, okay, so we have this much traffic. It's just like uh, looking at your website. Okay. We got this much traffic. And then how much conversion did we have? Oh, we didn't have as much as we did before. Or, well, the traffic was down. So you would imagine that you would have less conversion and things like that. So, so I would just use that time at the, you know, just make a commitment with the the first change (laughs) and then let it play out. And then, um, at the end of the season, kind of be looking at the results and seeing if it was what you expected. Helpful. Yes, absolutely. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So, um, I, okay. Do you have any other questions about your podcast or anything else before I share with everybody how they can find you now that they know that your show is amazing and they should totally listen to it? I don't think so. I think you covered a lot actually. And, um, yeah, no, I think I'm good. Awesome. Okay. Well, Hey, as you are listening to this episode, definitely go check out women developing brilliance, the spirit of business with Casey Rossi. You can look it up on your favorite podcasting platform or go to www.kc, the letter K the letter C and then Rossi R O S S I.com. Casey, is there anywhere else that they can find you or anything else you want to share about what you do? Well, actually, I mean, I'm very happy to offer the three-part free uh, video training, which is Know Thyself and Lead, and they can get that at kcrossi.com slash lead, and that will give you a little bit of the flavor of some of the things that I help my clients with in regard to mindset, in regard to perspective, knowing your sweet spot, and a few things that are going to help you really go further faster because you are in alignment, and when we're in alignment, things happen with much more flow and ease. 
Awesome. Well, I appreciate that. That's excellent. So go check that out. And remember, don't be average, be brave, take action and make that magic happen. Thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard, please hit subscribe and leave us a review. Thanks again for listening and happy podcasting.